Yeah, what we need to know is being brought to us by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Got the Mishpucha in the house. Got Lindsay Baseball, Double H. It's her birthday. Got the Queen birthday. at Unique. Yeah, birthday. Got the big CY, Clinton Yates in for Sedano. What up? And let's get to it. What we need to know. Here she is, Double H, Lindsay Baseball. Happy birthday. Thanks, Gabby. So California is looking to make female flag football an official high school sport. And on Thursday, the California Interscholastic Federation will vote to do just that. If approved, the state would move to officially sanction the sport in California for the 2023-24 school year. So flag football is already sanctioned in high schools across the country, like other states, including Alabama and Nevada. And it was recently added as a collegiate sport by the National Association of Intercollegiate Athletics. So while girls are allowed to play tackle football on high school teams in California, not very many of them do. And also, as you guys probably know, the NFL sees flag football as a great way to encourage its female fans. So I think that's pretty cool, and that's what you need to know for today. Wow, I think that's awesome. I mean, I think that is super cool. I'm with you. Because, look, I mean, when you think about female athletes in high school, I mean, you can run down the list of sports that girls can play. Um, Tackle football, some girls will try it, you know, but um, not very many of them do. And flag football, you know, we just mentioned the whole pickleball craze, and I mentioned Drew Brees. He has this thing called, I think it's called Friday Night Lights or something like that. Thousands of kids around the country playing flag football, boys and girls. Right. And so I know for me, like my daughter, I watched her be like have a really great high school soccer career, and then they would play like these, um, I don't know, these flag football games at the end of the year. I was like, man, it would be so awesome if girls had flag football to play. I'm, I'm all in on this. Yeah. So flag football is, I mean, I don't, I don't mean to be too sort of crass about this, but the one sorority activity that was not partying at the college I went to that drew people like a mug were the daggone flag football games between the different sororities because the teams were good, the girls were athletic, it was competitive. Like, there's no reason for me to believe this isn't going to be super fun to watch on a high school level because people are going to take it seriously. This is a great idea. This is something that I'm stunned is taking this long to get to where it is in terms of the um, inter- uh, the interscholastic arena. You know what I mean, Scott? Like, been popular on a lot of college campuses for a long time. No doubt in my mind it will translate to the high school level. Wow, I am so psyched to hear about this. Oh yeah, have you never like have you have you never heard of like sorority flag football? Is that not something you have any concept of? Not really. I was thinking more about like when the girls, my daughters, are in high school, they would play. Um, what do they call those things? Like, gosh, I wish the I could powder name. puff game. Powder puff. That's yeah, what it was. but that's, powder puff. That's a little bit more, you know, frankly exploitative. You know what I'm saying? Like at least at the at the higher level the, of age. The name of it is for yeah, sure. Yeah, but, but it's like, fun. yeah, no, girls playing flag football is it's it's almost one of those things where. Not unlike, frankly, the relationship between men's and women's tennis, it's a little bit more fun because not everybody's out there trying to act like Barry Sanders. I mean, some are good, but if you look that stuff up online, oh yeah, great games, great competition, great athletes. Yeah, I Papa was. Um, I'm like, I'm like one of those overly <laughs> intense sports parents, though, Clinton. Yeah. So, like, when my daughter played in this powder puff game her senior year, um, she was the quarterback of the team, and I was like super into it. Like, I wasn't like just, hey, that's so sweet. The girls are out there playing oh, no. a little football. I was, like, really, really into it. Yeah. You know? And I was like, gosh, these guys, they're good. I wish they would have had this five years ago. Well, yeah. I mean, they got it now. So that'll be that'll be good to watch. Yeah, and I do have one daughter remaining in high school, so maybe I can get her into it. By the way, shouts to your son, by the way, for hitting that field goal. That was Oh, one, dude, you one, saw one, that? Of course I saw that. Are you kidding me? It was fantastic. I mean, the, 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 you know what my favorite part of it was, obviously. 
number one, coming back from missing a couple of kicks. Number two, turning to the opponent's sideline, <laughs> giving him the business before getting back to his teammates. You let him know. That was an A-plus move. In my personal opinion. Oh, God, I love it. I was like, I wish he had been mic'd up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wished so bad he had been mic'd up. Great play. We asked him afterwards, like, what what happened, dude? He's like, Dad, I missed the extra point, which, you know, listen, I don't mean to blame other kids, but we, we were having some other problems, you know, operationally speaking. Sure, sure. And then we missed the field goal, and which was a short little chip shot field goal. And I, at halftime, I sent him a text. I'm like, bro, keep your head in the game because we're going to need you. And he's like, no, I got it. I'm fine. It was my fault. I'm like, oh, okay, he's taking responsibility. That's a you know, sign of maturity. That's good. Right. And I, I, after the game, the coach said, he's like, dude, this is the worst I've ever felt after a win. They said, well, why is that, coach? And he said, because I always preach to my team, like, keep control of your emotions. He goes, we hit that field goal, and the entire team rushed the field. There were 16 seconds to go in the game. <laughs> All went nuts. Right. But the coach told the story about how he said to the snapper, he goes, hey, we're missing kicks because the snaps aren't getting back there, and now the kicker is worried about the snap, you go tell the kicker, you'll do your job, he should do his job. I like that. That's quality coaching right there. You build the bricks of success. I like that. Well, I'll tell you, Clinton, I, I have not um, – I had no exposure to Division Two college sports. What I am seeing from these coaches and these players, I'm blown away impressed. Good. Because the, it, it is not like Division One where you're playing at SC and you are getting on a private plane and, um, you know, everything is kind of handled for you. I mean, these coaches are – they're coaching, they're equipment managing, they're feeding these guys. They're it, travel it agents, they're everything, yeah. Big time, big yeah, time. That's good. And so, uh, yeah, and I was super stoked because he wound up winning, like, conference player of the week, you know? Of course. And then he tends, tells me last night, he goes, the coach told me I can break the team down. Which, you know, is like no big deal, but it's at the end of practice. Like, hey, he was conference player of the week. Break him down. And he's right. like, wow, I get to break down the team at the end of practice? That's cool. Great. He was conference player of the week on campus, too. Look out! Yeah, hello. Yeah. That's good, though. No, I'm happy to, for him. It was a cool moment. But I had to remind him, Clinton. I'm like, hey, last week? That's last week. Yeah. Now we move on because uh, last week don't matter anymore. As, you know? as Bill Belichick says, on to Cincinnati. That's right. Yeah. Now, since we're on this subject, I want to discuss something with you, if you don't mind. Sure. You know, my son is your biggest fan. Thank you. I appreciate he that. He loves Clinton Yates. He desperately wants to become a member of the Handsome Man community. <laughs> he's, he's getting there. He, he is getting there. But he's a little mad at you right now. I see. Okay, so this is, I think I know, what this is what I thought this was about to begin with. Is this about the colonizers? This is about your fantasy football team, yes. <laughs> All right, for those of you who don't know, quick backstory: I only draft white guys on my fantasy football team. It's a derivative of a long joke from a couple years back where a couple guys that I worked with forced me to play in their league. I won the league. They forced me to play again. I said, fine, I'm only picking white dudes. That year, I went to the playoffs and won a game in the playoffs that year and has been complete garbage ever since. <laughs> It's hard, bro. It is a very unique challenge. <laughs> so my son calls me, and he goes, Dad, um, did you see our fantasy football team this weekend? And I said, no, because, you know, this is why I handed it off to him, Clinton, because I don't really have the bandwidth for right. it, and I don't really have the focus for it. So I handed off the team to my son, and he's like, I'm, we're going to win. He's, like, very consumed with winning our fantasy football league. So apparently our fantasy football team played against your fantasy football team Correct. this past weekend. And from what I gather, we annihilated you. Yeah, well, that's what happens every week. The whole point here is, Scott, is that A, the draft is the whole bit, and B, if anybody loses, even one person, once in a year, I have bragging rights for a year because you lost to a team full of white guys. You know what I'm saying? That's all it's about. 
That's all it's about. You think I care week in and week out whether or not I beat anybody at fantasy football? Absolutely not. So but that said, one time. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be glorious. He said to me, he goes, he goes, I'm really not happy with Clinton Yates. And I go, what do you mean you're not happy with Clinton Yates? I go, you're the biggest Clinton Yates fan there is. You're a bigger fan of Clinton Yates than Clinton Yates' own family. He goes, <laughs> facts. He goes, but the thing is, Dad, he goes, um, I want Clinton Yates' fantasy football team to be competitive. No. We not only destroyed Clinton Yates' football team, but he's ruining the league. Oh, but, so, ruining so, the league. Yeah, see now, see, it's, wow. it's gotten big. Because I said to him, I go, shouldn't you be happy that Clinton Yates drafts all white guys and his team sucks and we beat his ass? And he goes, no, Dad, I'm not happy. Clinton Yates should not be drafting only white guys. He goes, he's not competitive. Correct. That's the whole point. It gives us something to talk about on your dad's radio show. That's what we're doing out here. But secondarily, I will, in defense of me, I got a bad beat this year at number five, at the number five pick, not being able to get either McCaffrey or Cup. And so, like, it's kind of contingent on being in the top three or getting either one of those guys, both of whom I normally have on the team because Cooper Cup was a sleeper for years and was a part of the program. So, like, you know, the roof's kind of been blown off the bit, and so it's a lot harder to do it. But I get his frustration. I see his frustration. He's 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 in the throes of everything. I mean, the guy's making kicks to win D2 football games. I understand his desire to be competitive. That's not what I'm doing. I'm watching dudes play pickleball on Saturday mornings <laughs> drinking tea. We're on different levels on this, and so I'm sorry to disappoint you, Justin, but this is a bit that outla- outla- outlasts you, sir, so it's going to continue. 134-94 to 94 was the final score of our fantasy oh, football. Oh, that's not even close to half as bad as Laura's team, BB. Laura's got 150 points on your boy. Laura, did you know this? Are you are you you're not general managing your team, are you? No, I have Joe doing that, but thank yeah. you. Shout out to Joe. Mm-hmm. But I know my team's kicking butt. That was like the closest <laughs> game I've had this year, Scott, hey. between you and your team. Really? So, yeah, there was a point where that was I mean it was because you guys got 40 in the first in that first round in the Thursday game. And then there was a point where it was like, okay, this is within a maybe 20-point reach. If somebody gets hurt or somebody has a huge game, this could happen. Listen, 130 to 99 is actually a reasonable margin for the colonizers. Oh, okay, gotcha. In in the meantime, uh, my fantasy football team this week is playing against the vice president of the handsome man community. (laughs) His team this week. VP? Los? Yep, the VP. He can't even figure out how to log into his thing. This guy's on. This guy. This guy's on the bird, all up in the daggone DMs, talking about I can't log in. I can't log in. It's like a, it's like it's like watching Speed. You know when they're trying to figure out how to like diffuse the bomb before every week. It's like oh no, is Los gonna get his team in? We don't really know, or else the bus is gonna blow up and we're all gonna be screwed. No, but good luck to you, Los. It's funny to me, though, that somebody would, like, complain that somebody else is screwing up a fantasy league. Because what I said to him, I I said, didn't you and me screw up the entire Steve Mason fantasy baseball league? (laughs) Right, right. So, So, like, here he is complaining that his favorite ESPN personality has screwed up our fantasy football league because he drafts only white guys. <laughs> and I had to remind my kid, I go, dude, you and me <laughs> screwed up the entire Mason mm-hmm. fantasy baseball league by one, accepting the invitation to join, mm-hmm. which we never should have. Two, not being able to figure out how to draft, how to trade, how to make any sort of maneuvers of any. We can't even figure out how to set the lineup. It is so technical being in the Steve Mason Fantasy Baseball League. So I defended you, Clinton, Thank by, you. by saying you can be upset with Clinton Yates for his for his whole thing of drafting exclusively white dudes, but we screwed up the whole Mason Fantasy Baseball League, so let's not put it all on Clinton. Right, let's, let's not get too high on our horses here, but I have, a, I have a tie-in story to sort of wrap this up. Now, you strike me, Scott Kaplan, 
as the kind of guy that watched the league on FX. Did you or did you not? I, I strike you as such, but I'm you, sorry to disappoint you that I did not. That's fine. That's not even really the point. I just wanted an inroad to bring that up. That show The League on FX, which is just kind of a sitcom about a bunch of dudes who are very serious about fantasy football. You know what it is, right? I do. I'm familiar with it. Now, this, the, the trophy in that show of The League was known as the Shiva. And it was named after, I guess, a girl that they all knew in high school who was, you know, super attractive in their minds. And they not, it was like unattainable. There was some story around why the, the trophy was named after Shiva. Shiva's in real life is an actress named Janina Gavankar, who is absolutely drop dead gorgeous. Now, this is neither here nor there, except for the fact that last week, week and a half ago, Carlo and I found ourselves on the red carpet for the Andor event launch premiere. The Shiva was there. Oh, no. And I was like, we both looked at each other like, oh, my God, Shiva's here. <laughs> and so when she came down the line, we're like, yo, hey, ESPN. She's like, ESPN, what do you all want? Because she's in this new Jedi series that's coming out later. So she was there as part of the promo for that. And I go, why would ESPN want to talk to you? Is that a serious question? She goes, oh, God, let me guess. The Shiva. And I was like, yes, <laughs> fantasy football. It's in the middle of the season. How could you not expect me to ask you about that? So she was pretty cool about it. But that's where I am with what fantasy football matters to me. Watching TV shows about it, interviewing the people who are on them, and making stupid bits so I can talk about them with my friends. That's where we are. <laughs> Win or lose, we gon' booze. Well, I told my son, get off Clinton Yates' back, Thank man. Thank you. I appreciate that. And give him my love about that kick. You got Stop it, wearing man. me out about fantasy football. <laughs> He's winning at reality football. <laughs> hey, um, coming up, are the Raiders the most disappointing team in the NFL? Let's get to that story. Coming right back. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. The big CY is in for George Sedano today. What up? It's Sedano and Cap here on 710 ESPN. It's Lindsay Baseball's birthday, so send her those happy birthday tweets at Lindsay Baseball. And see why you said that uh, you got a chance to get a bunch of couch time and NFL football time this past weekend. Is that right? Absolutely did. Got to see seven hours, as my man Scott Hansen likes to say. I kind of like that bit. Um, so I watched Red Zone. I like Red Zone as a product. And, uh, I did too. And then I watched uh, a little bit of uh, Sunday Night Football. And, uh, you know, yeah, it's great. You watch Sunday Night Football? Yeah. You watch Denver and San Francisco? Why not? 
They played a lacrosse game score, so yeah, I checked yeah. it out. I mean, God, <laughs> it's a little it was... goofy, but you know, I got people who like. I got people in my life who like those teams, so I gotta stay abreast. You know, yeah. I got that game got me so like screwed up. I was like, okay, I can't even watch this game. I had to. I was like, I'm done. I'm done with football. I watch. I'm with you. Scott Hansen and I are. Uh, we're in a relationship. Every yeah. Sunday, we do spend seven hours together. Sure. And and um, I gotta say. Uh, when the when the, the the full day, you know, the, the ten o'clock window and the one o'clock window when it was over, I tried to watch a little bit of that Sunday night game. It wasn't happening for me, so I went right over to House of the Dragon. Are you watching that? I'm not watching that. I am still sort of trying to decompress because I was late to GOT to begin with and I didn't necessarily get on board. And by the time I was really ready to pop in and lock in, it ended and everybody was like, Oh, that was the worst edit in the world. I'm so bad that they screwed that up. And I was like, Oh man. <laughs> I wish I'd at least gotten to figure that out in real time for myself. I'm not gonna go back and watch this knowing it ends terribly with like Starbucks shots ending uh, Starbucks cups ending up in the shots and all this other kind of nonsense. But that show really got loose. But I hear the new series is quite good. It's good. It's uh kind of confusing. George was giving me a hard time about it yesterday because George is one of these kind of Game of Thrones geeks where he like listens to podcasts and he really wants oh, to be dear. in the know. Right. And I'm one of these people that when the show ends, I just turn it off. But now I'm having to sit through the credits and watch the previews and then um, listen to the actors, actresses and writers describe what's going on. So this past week and, and frankly, this entire first season, I've been totally confused. Um, <laughs> last week, I actually thought I missed an episode in between because there was so much <laughs> advancement. And at no point do they tell me, hey, we've just jumped 10 years ahead. We've changed out a bunch of actors and actresses. I'm sorry, 10 years? Yeah, they jumped ahead 10 years. Oh, wow. OK, yeah. I'm, I'm not that I'm out on that, but like in general, I'm a robots and lasers guy, not a dragons and spells and trees guy for the I most part. So that's why Andor is really you know, the fix of my fancy right now because uh new Star Wars stuff, I'm all about it. New episode dropped this morning, by the way. No, I'm I'm I you're speaking a different language to me right now. Right now you're speaking German to me. I don't That's know what fine. you're talking about. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Andor. Andor, thought, yes. It's the name I, of a human being. Cassian Andor. Oh. Like a real person? No. Not oh, a real like person. A character. Okay. Galaxy. Far, far away, a long, long time ago. So you watched a lot of football this weekend. Yeah. Um and and I'm curious, when you look at the Raiders, because I know we got a lot of Raider fans you know, that listen to this show. Do you think that the Raiders are the most disappointing team in the NFL through the first three weeks? They are the only team in the league that is winless. Right. The, think about that. Uh, uh, the, the division, the AFC West, was presented before the season. This is the best division in football. That's what they said. Allegedly. Right. Kansas City loses to Indianapolis after Indianapolis was shut out by Jacksonville the week before. Right. The Broncos are 2-1, and one, and people think that Nathaniel Hackett is not even remotely qualified to be standing on an NFL sideline. I mean, people nope. have been all over him, right? The Chargers got annihilated at home this weekend by Jacksonville. With, a hurt, maybe, with a hurt quarterback. Right. And, and by the way, not just a hurt quarterback. Do you hear the news today? Joey Bosa yeah. is now on IR, and yeah. the, the Chargers are hopeful that he might play again this season. He's having groin surgery. Season's in the tank. Done. So for the Chargers, just as an example, just kind of focusing on them for a second, they've lost their starting left tackle for the season to a bicep injury. They've lost their center. They've lost their best wide receiver. They've lost their high-priced free agent defensive back. They've lost their uh, their defensive end, and their quarterback is all beat up. Yeah. So Tough stitch. You know, right. And then, then there's the Raiders. 
who many people, I guess I'll include myself in this, thought, wow, the Raiders should be a lot better this year. Oh, yeah. I mean, Sliwa and Bergman were showing up at games decked out in Raider gear like that was something to do. Now they got to wear bags over their heads next time they get <laughs> to that joint. They are the only team in the NFL that does not have a win. And, and, and here's – let me, let me cut you off there. Yeah, here's the it. We talked about this on the program today. And here's something that I say all the time because a lot of times, you know, when in the relative chalk talk of what we do in football, week-to-week power rankings and all that, people say, oh, that team's not that good. They only beat a bad team, blah, blah, blah. And what I always say is, well, yeah, good teams beat bad teams. That's, that's why they're good teams. And the flip side of that is bad teams not only lose to bad teams – Bad teams lose to other bad teams, but here's the weirdest thing about the Raiders right now. They're 0-3 to three teams that are 1-2, and and those three teams have only beat the Raiders. <laughs> like, think about that for a second. All of the teams that they've lost to are so bad that the only teams they've beaten collectively are the Raiders. Gosh, I hadn't thought about that. Like so the Chargers how, beat them in week yes, one. Yes. The, the Cardinals beat them in week and two. And the Cardinals. Yeah, right. Yes. Like, that's how bad they are. Nobody else. They The teams that they've lost to, lost to, can't even beat anybody but them. That, that, that is an extra level of depravity. That's the reason why I think this is as disappointing as it is. 0-3. Okay, mathematically, you're probably not going to make the playoffs. But you could probably say, especially after that first week, oh, caught a bad break here. Khalil Mack went nuts at the end of the game. They had a chance. It didn't work out. You can probably say, all right, well, you know, you missed a kick here. You missed a kick there. And then you got pounded. Whatever. 0-3 happens. And you're probably not going to make the playoffs. But it doesn't mean your season is totally lost with the first-year head coach, at least for that team. Bro, when you're 0-3 and those three teams can't beat anybody but you, you are terrible. That is not a good thing. And that's where Las Vegas is at right now. And the Raiders this weekend host the Broncos. Now, the Broncos aren't exactly very good, but the Broncos are 2-1. and one, And, again, I don't think anybody's like thinking that the Broncos are as good as people may have predicted. I think people went into that season going, well, Russell Wilson's their quarterback, so they're going to be really good. Well, they squeaked by Houston, and they beat the Niners by one point, thanks to Jimmy G not knowing where he is on the field. Going full Orlowski. Right, and they lost to Seattle in the opening week in that emotional first game, 17-16. So Denver is 2-0, and or excuse me, 2-1, and but they've won 11-10 to and 16-9. to Well, those are what I was talking about, those sort of close break games that kind of happen early in the season. Denver's found their way on the top side of both of those. You know, I, I think you're right. I don't know that their talent levels are that different. But when you come out 0-3, you come out 0-3, Cappy. You know what I'm saying? Like, that the morale has got to be terrible right now in the Vegas uh, facility. You know that the Raiders right now at 0-3 have a 12% chance of making the playoffs. That's higher than I thought it would be, quite frankly. 12%. You, you are three weeks into the season. You have a new head coach. You have a quarterback that has a contract extension with like $60-plus million guaranteed. You went out and got what many people think is the most talented wide receiver in the entire NFL, and you are 0-3. And, and listen, Brutal. you know, losing to the Chargers in week one, okay, look, it's it's week one, and it's a new coach, and it's a new system, and it was a pretty close game for yeah. a game that the Raiders really didn't play that well in. And it was a good game, just from an entertainment standpoint. But week two, when you have a 20 to nothing lead over the Arizona Cardinals and you can't close that deal... That's the really embarrassing one. And then this past weekend, Tennessee was pounding these guys. Just so happens Tennessee did not score in the second half, 
and they scored enough points, 24 in the first half, to hold off the Raiders, who yet again had an opportunity to get a two-point conversion and tie the game and possibly go to overtime for a chance to win, and they couldn't get it done. 0-3 and a 12% chance to make the playoffs. And every team they've lost to has only beat them. That is incredible. Isn't that not the craziest stat? Wild. Wild! Hope Bergman's doing all right. And that part I didn't know. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Because, listen, strength of schedule in the NFL is a very week-to-week thing for me, which is why, separately, the Thursday night game, I don't understand why the Dolphins are chirping at the Bengals. Like, what are you doing, Tyreek Hill? Who cares what Eli Apple's going to do? You just came off the biggest win of your season by a lot, and you're out here worrying about what the Bengals are going to do from a defensive secondary standpoint? You're way better than them. Why are you talking about that? But the reason I bring that up is because – Week to week is what the strength of schedule is in the NFL. That's why the league is cool. And week to week to week, it's getting worse for the Raiders every time. It's not great. All right, coming up, uh, it is time for some radio Tinder. Yeah. And then I want to get into uh, the Dodgers at the Padres and Clinton. Is Craig Kimbrell going to be on the Dodgers postseason roster? We will get to that coming up. Radio Tinder is next. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. All right, Radio Tinder being brought to us by Tequila Mandala. Always swap right on Tequila Mandala, award-winning small-batch premium sipping tequila made from the finest mature agaves available everywhere that fine tequilas are sold. Or visit tequilamandala.com. Demand the extraordinary with Tequila Mandala. And here is the birthday girl. Here's Lindsay with Radio Tinder. Thanks, Cappy. So, guys. (laughs) The MLB postseason <laughs> is just around that. the corner. You almost forgot about it, and yet you missed it. You missed it. You didn't even realize it. All right. So anyway, the uh, MLB postseason is just around the corner with the first round starting on October 7th. And we've all heard that the playoff format is different this year. But if you're like me, you didn't really realize how different it is. So this year, it's going to be 12 teams in the postseason instead of last year's 10, right? 12 teams, six in each league. It's a bracket style with the top two teams in each league getting a first round by. Then the other four teams will be seated based on record and play a best of three wildcard round. Sounds good, right? But there's three divisions in each league, meaning if you win your division, but the other two division winners have a better record than you, you do not get a buy and you have to play in the wildcard round. So instead of winning your division, it's now based on record. Do you like this change? Swipe left or swipe right, Kepi? I'm going to swipe right. I'm going to say that I I know baseball purists probably won't love this, which is why I'm going to give it a shot and say, let's see how it works out. But I'm all for making baseball more interesting, more exciting, and um, I'm willing to give this a shot. I, I must tell you, I'm kind of like you, Lindsay. I don't think I realized how different the playoff format is until you kind of just described it that way. So, yeah, I'm in on it. Uh, I'm swiping left on this because I I think, Scott, if you had been paying a little bit more attention to what happened, the most exciting playoff format there ever was. Tell me. Was when they had the literal one-game wildcard deal where you could be bounced in a day if you didn't get it done on that first day. I think that was, what, 2020 or whatever that was. Like, there are – they have had more exciting layouts before and like the original what the wild card used to be was when you were tied at the end of the season you played a wild card game to see who went to the playoffs mm-hmm. but i think when it was when it was 2020 and everything was all goofed up the setup was 
you played because there were more teams and you got one game to play. And, like, it was possible that if you weren't any good on that day and you were a good team the whole season, you just might be gone. So, like, it's okay. Um, I, I think it could be better. But that would also involve adding more teams. And that's when people get all into the sanctity of whatever the playoffs are. I don't have a problem with it because of a purist standpoint. I have a problem with it because we've seen better more recently. That was more fun. My personal opinion. So I go ahead. Wait, I agree with you, Clinton. Yeah. But my issue is, of course, I'm sure you're well aware, Clinton, the situation – for Cleveland Alert, the Guardians, because they just won their division. In fact, they were the first American League team to clinch their division title. Yep. Yet, since you know the other two teams that are going to win their divisions are going to finish with better records than them, they have to play the wild card. And it's like there used to be such an emphasis on winning your division. Like you win your division and you're in. And now they don't get a first round bye. They get stuck playing a stupid wild card just because their record isn't as good as you know the other two guys. That I, I just think it's stupid. Do they I, I get to host care. the wild card? Yes, they get to host all three games. Okay, so that's pretty good. Yes, that's yeah, a but- huge advantage. And so, like, listen, I'm, I'm going to – okay, hold, slow, down, slow down here. I know it's your birthday, and I'm not just doing this because <laughs> this is your birthday. I'm actually going to say this. The Guardians play my favorite brand of baseball in the major leagues. Which they, hasn't been played since, like, the 80s. They steal the most bases. They get the most infield hits. They bunt the ball more. They go from first to third more, and they sac- than any other sacrifice team more than any other team in the league in all five of those categories. Scott, they're playing high school baseball and yep. winning major league baseball games. It's actually so glad you just said that. quite exciting. And they've got a pretty decent pitching staff. So, like, sure, you can do that thing where, oh, my God, woe is Cleveland. But we could also just focus on the baseball. That's a pretty good team. Tito's the manager of the year, in my opinion. If he doesn't get it, that's an issue. All right? So, I like what the Guardians are doing, the playoff format. If you can't get through those three games, all of them at home, come on now. You don't deserve to advance. That's, that's you're, my You're right, and I'm not worried about them not getting through those three games, but I feel like it's kind of a big deal that you win a division and you still have to play a wild card. That's all. But, you yeah, know, we can, we can carry this conversation off, you know, off the air. Sure. Only because you're the only person that gets what I'm trying to say. Trying <laughs> that cares about this. Right. Listen, George, George right. and I hear this and we're like, oh, all right no. already with the Guardians. I was telling them yesterday, I was like, they're a sneaky team. I thought about like, this act, yesterday, act, too. Act. I was like, man, I'm going to have to come in and actually talk about the Guardians. It's no, be everything you just said, that's all. That's all. I'll leave it at that. Everything yeah. you just said. I'll leave it at that. I'm impressed with everything you said because you actually know what you're talking about. I haven't seen one <laughs> Guardians game all year long. Tristan awesome McKenzie too. is one of the, the best pitchers in baseball. He cut his hair, though, which was very disappointing, but that's yeah. another matter. Anyway, yeah. we're deep in okay. Cleveland Chalk Talk. We need to move on. So, so yeah. next one. This is also regarding the MLB playoffs. A friend of mine who's a national writer for MLB.com conducted what he called a fascinating psychological study on Twitter regarding the wildcard round. He posted a poll that asks this. Your team is in the wildcard series, and you can only buy tickets to one of the three games. Now, remember, it's a best of three series, and the games are all in the same venue. Which would you get? Game one, two, or three? Clinton, start with you. One, not close. There's the most excitement because it is the beginning of the series, and there is no potential for the series to be over when you lose. That is something that I experienced when I went to the World Series and watched the Nats play, and all three of the middle games, they lost. And I was like, oh, this is a bummer because it could have ended the series, but it didn't. But, yeah, I would say game one because the uh, hope is the highest. If I had to buy tickets to one of the three games, I'd buy tickets to game two because um, you either have a chance to clinch you have a chance to tie, or in theory, you might actually get knocked out. But it could be a decisive game, and because there is the potential for it to be over, that's the game I'd want to buy the tickets to. Who Laura, won, who won the, uh, the poll? I'm curious. Well, well go ahead. Let let's, me ask let's Laura. Laura. Yeah. I'm between the first and the last, but I'll go with the last. But, 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 but there's a possibility three. that you might not get to that game. 
But True. if you do, but if you do that's, that's going to be game. so exciting. Yeah, that's the, like, okay, if. This fr- happened to my dad once, by the way. Like, he bought tickets to game five of the 1977 <laughs> finals to see the Sonics play the Bullets. He had a date. The bullets got swept. <laughs> he didn't make it I to mean, the finals. I, I see well, that. in that case, he probably wouldn't. Even if they made it to a game five, if they're down three one, he probably wouldn't want to be at that. I'm game. just yeah. saying, like I, the possibility my, that you don't even have is, the game is up there. Yeah, know? but I feel like if okay, if the game gets played, and that's like what I'm going with here, I'm gonna take game three. Okay. You know. Okay. If I'm like, my team might not, you know, I don't know, I'll take game one. But you know, as a fan, you're like, hell yeah, we're gonna take it. So. Yeah, so I would want game three because if I was buying tickets for myself, that's what I'd buy. But I'm I'm going to buy my sister and her husband tickets just for game one because I know it's going to happen regardless, whatever. But if I'm buying them for myself, I would probably buy game three. So the poll, uh, you want to know if last Hold on. or first? Did you, just, first? did you say that sister part first? Did you just sneak that in? I missed that the first time. This is That's a good idea. I like that gift. Okay. My bad. I missed that. Well, yeah, because they they love going to games with no, their no, no. I missed whatever. that part the first so time. Like, yeah. I just heard about the poll, so now I'm like, oh, no, okay. yeah, that's. I'm just mentioning it now. Like, I would for myself, I would buy game three because, like Laura, I want the excitement. Um, so the results of the poll in last place at nine percent was game three, which would indicate that game three might not even sell out, which right. is crazy to think. Um, and in second place was game one with thirty one percent. Sixty percent of people went with game two. Thank yeah. you, Cappy. I'm in the majority. How about that? Yeah. yeah. It doesn't sense. really happen that often. I'm usually in the minority no. all by myself. Exactly. So, yeah, I thought that was very interesting. I don't really know where that came from. I don't, even, I, I, I don't, I don't know that song outside of a commercial, just so you know. So. <laughs> those are the only the, lyrics I know. Was it when NFL came back? I think they played that song. Oh, no. I think it was when, yeah, maybe. But I think it was also an NBA commercial when, like, your guy got traded. You could trade your jersey back in or something. <laughs> One of those deals. You know what I'm talking about? You remember yeah. that? Oh, yeah. yeah. This guy sitting in a bathtub or something? Yeah. Okay, so last one here. Number 14, Ole Miss, hosts number 7, Kentucky, on Saturday in Oxford. Both teams are undefeated. It's like peak SEC. It's kind of a big game, right? So the game sold out. The few remaining hotel rooms left in the area are averaging over $600 a night, and the cops are already warning everybody about the traffic. Yet Ole Miss head coach Lane Kiffin is calling out the fans for caring more about the party than supporting the team, saying that, the third quarter looks like more of a high school team playing in a college stadium because all the fans have left. <laughs> Average attendance at college games nationally has dropped for seven straight years. The 39,848 in 2021 was the lowest since 1981. So does college football have a fan problem? Swipe left or swipe right, Cappy? I'm going to swipe uh, left. I'm going to say no. College football does not have a fan problem. College football has an attendance issue but it doesn't have a fan problem. That's a good way to put that. Here's why. I love college football. And if I had nothing to do on a Saturday and I could sit at home and watch college football all day long, I will do it. Clinton, have you ever seen the number of games on television on a Saturday for college football? Oh, it's astronomical. Pretty much any game you want is on TV somewhere. So if it's not on ESPN or ESPN2, if it's not on CBS, Fox, ABC, whatever, it's on ESPN+. Plus. I mean, literally almost every game is televised in some way by some network somewhere. So on a Saturday afternoon, 
you could have on, without exaggeration, like 40 or 50 college football games. Easily. And I'll swipe left on this as well, because as somebody that did a literal national tour of college football venues last season, there is not an attendance problem. Lane Kiffin, by the by, has some nerve calling people out for being partiers when his entire reputation as a coach is known about how well he parties on his college campuses. I mean, like, sorry, people got better things to do than watch your football team on television. Also, the Kentucky Football Wildcats, one of my adopted college squads, they'll be filling that place out just fine. It's not going to be empty in no third quarter. Trust me this week, Lane. It's a big game. It's a very big game. I mean, that's a weird thing to do for me, by the way, is to call out your, your, your own fans when you're on your own campus. It's one thing to say, wow, you guys don't travel well. It's another thing to say, well, you showed up and left. <laughs> Look at your product. You know what I'm saying? Like, if they don't want to hang around, that's on you, buddy. That's not on them. You know what I was just taking a look at because I didn't really think about it? Um, Ole Miss, who uh, Lane is calling out. You ready for this? Their season so far. They beat Troy in the first week, 28-10. to 10. They beat somebody the following week who I don't – oh, I had to look it up. Because the abbreviation was C-A-R-K. Do you know who C-A-R-K is? C-A-R-K. Central Arkansas? Yes, very good. All I right. was like, Kark. Who's Kark? Um, the following week, after, by the way, after they beat Central Arkansas 59-3, to you ask yourself, why do I need to stick around in this game? It's 31 nothing at half. <laughs> okay? The following week, they played Georgia Tech. They beat Georgia Tech 42 to nothing. It was 21 nothing at half. And then last week, they played against Tulsa, and they won 35-27, um, and so at halftime, it was uh, it was thirty five to seventeen. So these games have been decided in the first half. That's that's actually a good thing, right. I would think. People got better things to do, you know. Leaving to go party. The sand. That's probably what I would be doing too if I were there. I mean, listen. A couple weeks ago, Clinton, I went to see Lindsay's favorite NFL football team, her Cleveland Browns. Oh yeah, how'd that go? It went great. I um, saw that. It looked like it was pretty much fun. It was a lot of fun. But I'll tell you this: there was two minutes to go in the game. And the Browns had a lead of uh, 13 points. And when the Jets made this dramatic yeah, comeback. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we all know, Cap. We don't whoa, need to get into that. Whoa, 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 well, you, whoa. You, you want to know who was in the stands, Clinton? Nobody. Because <laughs> everybody had left under the assumption that the game was over. So when games, and they all went to go party. Right. When games seem to be decided, people generally leave. Right, right. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, like, it's it's a ridiculous thing to be arguing about. It's especially a ridiculous thing when you, hello, you've got a football game to attend to that you very likely could lose. Uh, that and you're playing. People, seems- people leave uh, the, the Dodgers games early all the time. I feel like oh, I by the seventh inning, like, people all start leaving. That's the not, thing. Like, traffic purposes, I've done it. traffic, but I don't do it. Yeah. I'm done right it. there. No, I've changed my whole baseball viewing thing. I've changed the whole deal. I no longer go for the first inning. I go for the fourth inning. I go four through nine. I don't go one through six. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah. Speaking enough. of baseball, I want to get to that coming up next. Will Craig Kimbrell even be on the Dodgers postseason roster? I want to throw that over to Clinton. Coming right back. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. I was just about to say. <laughs> Waiting for that. Ridiculous. <laughs> Epic. In the meantime, uh, Clinton, I am hosting the Jim Rome show tomorrow. You're back? I'm back no in, way. baby. Back in the jungle? You know it. You're going <laughs> to Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Does he still do like does he still do the calls? Yeah, he does the calls, bro. Oh, we need the circle of trust to call in. I might sure. yeah, I might, might have to, Oh, that's a great idea. I might, I might have to grab a vine. Dude, that's a great idea. 
would love to have the circle of trust. Don't think I don't know. We're not going to get, I mean, this doesn't really matter right now, but don't think I don't know. Trust me. There's a reason I talk like how I do on this station, you know? Rack them. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Going to be up there uh, tomorrow. I say up there, down there. I'll be in Irvine tomorrow hosting the Jim Rome show. Nice. Yeah, I got a bunch of stuff already lined up for it. I'm, I'm like going like interview heavy tomorrow. Right. Okay. Yeah. So talk a bunch of college football, talk a bunch of NFL football. We're going to talk about the baseball postseason. So I got a whole bunch of interviews lined up, you know. What are you going to start the show with, Cappy? I don't know. I do not know. I think the most what? important thing for me to do, Linz, is to get a legitimate night's sleep because when I got home last night, this morning at 4 a.m., I was like, oh, this could just screw up my whole week. I mean, I don't usually go out on a school night, but to go out last night at the Forum for this Taylor Hawkins tribute concert and get home at 4 a.m., that could screw up your entire week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, especially – I mean, I don't want to say – at your age, but for those of us who, you know what I mean, it's like we ain't what we used to be in terms of popping out of the, you know, rolling out of the rack, as your yeah. boy might say, and getting yeah. after it, you know. So. But I feel like, Lindsay, didn't we just have a discussion the other day about um, eight yeah. hours of sleep and how yeah, important Yeah, you definitely that is? need to go to bed early because they say even cutting your sleep from eight to six hours is very um, – it makes a big difference as far as your cognitive abilities and your productivity, so – yeah. Go to bed early, Cap. I'm gonna. Well, I'm gonna try. I had to get up early this morning. You know, at four o'clock in the morning, I went to sleep. I had to be up at seven o'clock to take my daughter to school, mm. and then um, and then I got to pick her up from school tonight at like eight fifteen. How'd you like to go to school from eight a.m. in the morning till eight p.m. at night? Uh, would not like it at all. I know. What? What is? Why does she have to go to school so late? Like usually they get out at like three o'clock. They do. She gets out at three, but then the problem is, is I'm on the air, so I got no way of getting her home, and then she has field hockey practice at six. I ain't taking her back. So uh, she stays there and does her homework and hangs out with her friends and and then um, has hockey field hockey practice. Then I go pick her up. You know, you should be like, I got to get to bed early tonight because, you know, I'm going to be in the jungle tomorrow. So maybe you could catch a ride home. That would be lovely. That would be phenomenal. Catch a fine home. That would be great. (laughs) It really would be. That would be phenomenal. If I lived closer, Cappy, I would give her a ride home. Just what are you, his personal sleep. Uber now? She is is the sled your no, personal just, Uber? No. She said, me like sled Cappy, is Sue sled. Yeah, oh, Cappy, I just feel like he does all these things for, like, his kids. He's, like, wonder dad, and I never realized it until, like, you know, we start talking about some of this stuff. And it's like, Cap does a lot of stuff, and, like, he's very, you know, that brings up a, a very interesting conversation that happened yesterday on the way to I don't know if you want to talk about this cap, so I won't get too much into it. But <laughs> wow, okay. No, on the way on the way to the on the way to the uh, concert, Cap's daughter called, and she's like, "Dad," and she she started going on about something that. Well, let like, me t- let was... me just give Clinton okay. a little background. Sure, so okay. Clinton. So on Friday night of last weekend, um, I, I got a call from my daughter who goes to school at Tulane in New Orleans, and she and her friends had come out of a campus bar area. And she had a purse on her, and some dude came running by, grabbed her purse, stole it, ran away, jumped into a car, and took off. And the child was like traumatized because you know she just hasn't had to, she hasn't lived that life, you right. know. And so um, on the phone, she and I were conferencing in with Chase Bank and canceling her credit card and canceling her her debit card. And um, she had one of these little Apple tracker things on her wallet. Yeah. And the thief threw her wallet out of the car in its entirety. So that he couldn't be tracked. Smart. And the cops went and recovered it, but everything was already canceled. So then pick it up from there, Lindsay. I don't remember exactly what happened. I, okay, so- I, but here's the important part. The other part that's a little embarrassing is my phone, the earpiece doesn't work on my phone. 
So like when I go to put my phone to my ear, I can't hear anything. So I usually have to, you know, put in AirPods and I had to use my speakerphone and Lindsay's driving and she has to hear this conversation go down. <laughs> okay, so so she calls and she's like, Dad, when are my new credit cards gonna get here? And he was like, I don't know, probably they said like seven to ten days. So, you know, in, in the next couple of days, maybe next week. And she's like, Well, I have to pay this bill and I need to pay it ASAP, otherwise it's gonna go into collections. And I don't even know what that means, but it's really stressing me out. And he was like, Well, don't worry about it. Like, you know, No, you what got- I said was, give me an effing break. Yeah, that's, uh. what he, that's what he said. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, Dad, come on. She's like, like, it's causing me anxiety. And he oh, was like, oh, give no. me that big break. Wow. So you just <laughs> broke her off? Yeah, well, did I did she was, know was Lindsay laughing. was listening? Well, I, <laughs> <laughs> Not at that point. <laughs> okay. All right. Then I had to tell her. I go, you know, listen, I my phone earpiece doesn't work. I don't have my headphones in. You're on speakerphone. My friend Lindsay can hear this whole conversation. And she's going, but they're going to, they said that if I don't pay my bill in 10 days, they're going to send it to collection. And she goes, I don't even know what that means. Yeah, at that point, you were like, time for the old Google box for you. Honey. <laughs> it was funny because I was like, she, she's so stressed about paying a bill and she doesn't know what collections is. I was like, oh, well, to be young again. I was like, I think she's responsible. I mean, I was going to say, like, if, if she's if she's if she at least recognizes the red flag that like collections, a bad thing to be avoided, at least I, I feel like she's learned half the lesson there beyond try to keep your purse safer but what are you gonna do about some goofy dude who's trying to steal your stuff you know oh, yeah but then the best part was when she hung up with him he was like well whatever like if you don't get your card in time i'll pay it we'll figure it out and he's like i gotta go and she's like okay bye queen have fun at your concert <laughs> <laughs> so hey king is gone and it's bye queen now wow. i guess when she's bad at him that's yes that's the like. translation yeah. that's yeah. funny i think hey king is when i need money or right. i need i need you know tickets to a game or something like that bye, queen. And, and like bye queen is like you know i, I don't have any more use for you right now i so mean slay, that's queen that's pretty solid comic timing under duress right there i'm not gonna lie that's that's well done She's learning a lot down there at Tulane. It was funny. Oh, that's great. That is funny. That makes me laugh. That uh, makes me laugh. I wanted to get to, and we'll just save it for a little bit later on, I want, because I want to get your opinion on this Craig Kimbrell situation. But yeah. I, want, I also want to talk about the Padres, Dodgers, and the matchup coming up tonight. We'll get there in just a couple of minutes. Um, hey, Clinton, you know one thing I, I forgot to tell you? You know, We were talking about that concert earlier. Yeah. You know one of the things that was one of the, the coolest parts of the entire night? was um, Taylor Hawkins, who that was the tribute, you know, it was for him. His brother was doing a lot of the singing last mm-hmm. night. And Eddie Van Halen's son, Wolfgang Van Halen, came out to play with, with Taylor Hawkins' brother, and they right. played like a two or three uh, Van Halen set, two or three songs. I, they, they played Panama, and I can't remember what other song they played. I've seen Van Halen when Eddie was still alive and they brought David Lee Roth back, but Stevie had gone... Uh, uh, I say Stevie. I'm trying to think of Michael Anthony, the bass player, had gone, and um, and so and David Lee Roth had come back, and Sammy Hagar had gone. So I've seen Eddie Van Halen's kid play bass guitar for the team, but I never have seen him play lead guitar. He tore it up last night. That's awesome. So you have Eddie Van Halen's kid. Eddie's gone. And you have Taylor Hawkins' brother, Taylor's gone, and those two are on the mic together and jamming. It was super cool. Was Shane Hawkins like that. there? Is that his, is that the kid drummer? That's Taylor's son, yeah. He played drums. 
he played uh, Hero, the song Hero. Right. There goes Because he's done hero. that before, and the first time he did it, the place was just full tears. That Sh- was, I think his name is Oliver Shane, but he goes by Shane. Yeah, that was in uh, in London when yeah. they did the first one of these, yeah. and this was the only other one that they're doing. So you doing. got a similar experience. That's he cool, did it man. last night, and he crushed it. Yeah. But, I, you know, like Rush played, and there was no Neil Peart, you know, um, or like Soundgarden played, and there was no Chris Cornell. By the way, is this registering with anybody, or am I just talking to myself? Because you know when everybody's always asking me about hip hop songs, and I don't know what. No, I, I mean, about? I know who these people are. I'm just letting you. I'm letting you cook, as the oh, kids right. say. Yeah, yeah, thanks. So, but that was one of the coolest parts. I, I, last listen, night. I know who Shane Hawkins is, and listen, Dave Grohl's from the DC area. I am a Foo Fighters fan. I just wasn't there, so I'm listening to the guy who was. That's what I'm saying. I have decided that Dave Grohl and I need to become best friends. Oh, is that so? Yep. Yeah. I haven't decided how Dave Grohl and I are going to get together and jam out and stuff. But I've just decided that Dave Grohl and I need to hang out a little bit. You're going to manifest that, as the kids say. Just yeah, put it I'm going to have to do it. i okay. got to hang out with this guy. Very well. All right. Very well. All right, coming up, uh, what we need to know, and then let's get to the Padres-Dodgers game two of this series tonight. And the question, is Craig Kimbrell even going to be on the Dodgers postseason roster? We'll get there. Coming right back. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN.